Hallelujah. Well, today I've entitled this Rise Above It All. And um, we have spoken early on at the beginning, uh, before we started worship, about our prayer for Israel. And now Lauren has spoken as well about Israel and how to pray more specifically. And I just want to encourage everyone in that, that prayer for Israel should be the believer's lifestyle. Um, it's a part of our life, and that I know when we all come into realization of Israel and God's heart for Israel, just from the Word and then through revelation, the Holy Spirit gives us in our journeys where our hearts are turned to understand the covenant, the fullness, the great plan that He has. And so, as the church, we are blessed indeed to join with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to pray and intercede for Israel for His perfect will to be done. Come on in. And we're so thankful. We are so thankful. So say, it's my lifestyle. Um, There's a scripture, uh, Proverbs 18.10. If you could put that picture up there that I sent. Proverbs 18.10 says... The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. This is a picture of a bomb shelter in a dear set of friends apartment there in Jerusalem that I got to sleep in when I was there with the Caldwells. And that scripture was written on the wall. And I took a picture of it because I thought that that makes sense. That's a good verse to put on the wall of a bomb shelter. And I've never forgotten and I've kept that picture to myself. And this morning I thought it'd be appropriate to show you that because many have found themselves in bomb shelters and are still in that place sometimes. But notice this, it's the name of the Lord that is the strong tower. And though we do our best to protect and to um, safeguard and to be in the strongest fortification we can be in that's possible, The reality is, it's the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord that is the strong tower, that is the bomb shelter, that is the hiding place, that is the safe place, that is the place of protection. It is the name of the Lord, and the righteous run to it. You understand? The righteous, the righteous run to the name of the Lord, and we are safe. Amen? So I wanted just to show that to you in light of all that we're going through now and praying and keep this before you and declare that over the people. Amen? Now, if you could go to Psalm 18. I've been speaking about that this recently. Psalm 18, verse 1 through 3. He says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. 
my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so I shall be, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Now this was a direct word for our flock. And we know that all the words of the Lord are yes and amen. But there's times when the Holy Spirit is really directing us to a place and to word not only will we need, but a place that he wants to bring us into to encounter him there. Because you see, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is life. And God's word can't return void. It's the very breath of God, okay, his words. And so... When he brings living words to us at specific times, we are to run to that word. So in this, I review again, in light of everything in the world and where we walk personally and intimately with Christ, I love you, oh Lord, my strength. Just getting you to say that, getting you to sing that, getting you to confess that, no matter what you're going through, good bad, indifferent, or just in the journey. He needs you to say that. Worship him. I love you, O Lord, my strength. And yes, when you're weak, you really want to say this. I love you. So many can go before God and say, Lord, you're my strength and leave love out of it. (laughs) But no, no, no. We're to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, will, and strength, correct? You're my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength, my trust, my horn, my shield, my salvation, my stronghold. You hear it? (laughs) The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And he will bring you through into the truth of what he is revealing to you. Because God brings us from revelation to revelation. We're all growing. We're maturing from generation to generation, from era to era. (laughs) We are growing. We are maturing in the name of the Lord. And those who have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I call upon the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. And you see his heart turn to worship there, knowing and trusting that he has heard our prayers. And the convincing faith, I shall be saved. You hear it? I shall be saved. I shall be saved from my enemies. And that saved word is salvation unto God, yes. Healing, protection, deliverance, from evil, and anything that has me bound, that salvation is great to prosper me in peace, to give me a sound mind. (laughs) I shall be saved from my enemies. As you go on down further in Psalm 18, verse 46, you can read the whole thing on your own. He says, the Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. 
He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. And you have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and I will sing praises to your name. Great deliverance he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. The Lord lives. The Lord lives. God is not dead, they say. But the Lord lives ever to make intercession for us. (laughs) He is our great high priest. He's not just alive. He has subdued and conquered all things under his feet. He has complete and total lordship and dominion now and in the ages to come. He is king. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. (laughs) It is God who avenges me. And he subdues peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise up against me. He lifts you up above. And you have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, here's his worship. I will give thanks to you, Lord. Even among the Gentiles. And I will sing praises to your name. And great deliverance he gives to his king. And shows mercy to his anointed to David and to his descendants forever, even now. You will lift me up above those who rise against me. The new living in verse 48 says, you hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. Verse 48, the ESV says, you exalted me above those who rose against me and you delivered me from the man of violence. You exalted me above those who rose against me. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You deliver me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. Though the enemy comes in like a flood, yet we rise above And so we're lifted up, if you would, on wings of eagles into the presence of the living God. And the presence of the Lord is here. And you can feel your spirit man lifting and rising to worship God. And that is the greatest call upon the church, upon the bride of Jesus ever, is to worship him in spirit and truth. No matter what, that we are beside the king in heavenly places giving him all the glory and worship and adoration and honor and submitted to his headship over us, trusting in the name of the Lord. Heaven rejoices when the bride rejoices 
Heaven is strengthened even through the unity of the Spirit in and with and through the bride of Christ. Yes? Until such a time that all of Israel is saved and it shall happen. But the Father God is over all and in all and through all. And our greatest way that we can overcome is to go rise above it all. Let the glory of the Lord lift you up. Be lifted up. Let the glory presence of God lift you above your enemies, your struggles, your needs, your arguments, your battle, your sin, your flesh, your anointings, your giftings and callings, your best day. Let him lift you up, rise up in the glory of the Lord. That's a place of God's presence. Colossians 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. He says, then, if you were raised with Christ, not lifted, raised, We've been seated with Christ in heavenly places if you've been born again. If you were raised with Christ, he says, so seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, and set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So if you were raised with Christ, the call is, so seek the things which are above. Okay? That's our call. Living here on the planet, but really seated with him in heaven. And while we're here, set your things, your mind on the things in heaven. (laughs) That's a God thing. Where Christ is, so set your mind on the things above. Very specific. Colossians 4, verse 2. The Lord says to continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in change and that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming the time. Okay, so you hear this oneness with the spirit. You hear the oneness with the father. He's undergirding the relationship and the fellowship and the prayer and intercession of the saints and God. And our heart and our mind are fixed on him, our great high priest, moving with him, knowing his heart, knowing how to pray, knowing when it's war, knowing when it's peace. And he says, continue earnestly in prayer. This will not end until you see him face to face. 
This is not just something the church did in the 1700s, you know, or something that you did for a while when you were 20. But you're over that now. (laughs) No, this is our lifestyle. And it will only increase. And he wants us to submit further into this. Continue earnestly in prayer. You hear that? Be vigilant. Right? Be vigilant. And be thankful. So we have to always bring thanksgiving into our earnest prayer to God. Be thankful means just like I told you earlier. And Father, I shall be saved from my enemies. Thank you, God. And I rejoice over you for bringing that word to pass. Yes? That's what it looks like. And so the apostle is saying, pray for us as we, the church, continue to bring the word to those in need that all would be saved. That doors will be opened for us to bring the word. When the apostles are ministering in prayer and the word. So that doors will open. So that people will know and believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's it. That's it. And it's continuous. It's not just for the head chiefs to do all the prayer. It's a body. (laughs) Amen? Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Time, time, time. That's where we are. Go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Verse 15. He says, See then that you walk circumspectly careful. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be being filled with the Spirit. Walk wisely now in redeeming the time unto the Lord. What does the Lord want me to do? What does the Lord want me doing? Not what I want to do. Not my will, but your will be done, Father. Hear it? It's that time. Oh God, here I am. For such a time as this, what do you want me to do? Not what I want to do for you. Even if it's great and good and gloriously Christian. (laughs) Right? Let me. Teach you my ways. And those who have ears to hear. And I don't hear. And then there's a lining up of the hearts that redeem the time and receive the wisdom of God to understand the heart of the Lord. And, and that's our call at his heart to know the heart of the Lord. His mind. His thoughts. His heart. His heartbeat. 
When I get in his presence, my heart races and runs. <laughs> it raced and run when I met Jeff. You understand? Your heart races and runs with an expectancy of the glory of the Lord, of the goodness of God to manifest. You hear it? That is it, setting our heart on finds, on mind on the things above, rise above. There is a call and there is anointing to rise above. Intercession sometimes can have a bad rap, just for that weird group of women over there, right? <laughs> Do all those weird prophetic activations and stuff, blow horns and put communion in the ground and do all kinds of stuff, right? Throw salt in the rivers. <laughs> Go to Second Timothy. Pray at all times in the Spirit. Second Timothy, chapter one. going to look at verse 6. Second Timothy 1, 6 is, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words that you heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. And that good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This is rich. <laughs> this is gloriously rich. He's reminding, the Apostle Paul is reminding Timothy to stir up the gift of God, 
to pray in the spirit at all times, to pray in the spirit, to pray in Holy Spirit with the Lord, edifying your most holy faith by praying always in the spirit, Jude says. Stir up the gift of God that you've been given. Stir it up. That means use it, do it, exercise it. Through the laying on the hands through impartation that was given. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's above it. That's above it. No fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. The Christians, those in Christ, should be the greatest leaders right now of all times. There's a time to mourning grief. But Christ is looking to us to lead. He needs leaders. He needs leaders. Leaders in households. Leaders. Leaders. At every age in the family of God, leaders, male and female, young and old. He didn't give it the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's one generation. He needs leaders who can govern, who can bring wise counsel in every realm of life. He needs leaders who will move with knowledge of the Lord because you've been above it. You've risen above it and you're with him in heavenly places hearing the counsel of the Lord and bringing it to earth. And in that lead, lead, power, love, and a sound mind. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus and know that we were appointed for such a time as this. Even through sufferings and the testing of our own faith. But Christ is being revealed and this is our life. This is it. And we have to have faith and know I'm persuaded. I am absolutely convinced. I am so persuaded. (laughs) You, God, are able to keep what you gave me. And what you called me to do. And what you want me to be. And what you want me to do. And how you want me to lead. I'm persuaded that you will not leave me. Fail me or forsake me. I'm persuaded that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Intercession. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of intercession. He is the spirit of truth. Go to Romans 8. Well, I'll just intercede when it gets bad. Yeah, you will. Oh, yeah, you will. (laughs) You'll cry out to God when it gets bad. But that's not the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is to abide in the rock now. (laughs) Amen? Romans 8, 26, we like to quote this. Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. I'm so thankful for that. (laughs) Because we don't know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. 
because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This is good news. Holy Spirit is the spirit of intercession. Jesus is the intercessor. Who came in between us and hell and brought his blood to redeem us. That's how much he interceded (laughs) and came in between us in damnation. And the spirit of intercession ever lives to hear the heart of the Lord and the King and reveal it to the church and us to join him. To rise above it and allow yourself to be taken into that glory where He is, where flesh and blood don't work, <laughs> but where the Spirit comes up front and center. Whoa, <laughs> Woo, right there. And you just stepped into something, and all of a sudden, something's coming out of your belly that you had no way of knowing. You had no Knowledge or schooling or great education in how to pray. But that great intercessor, the spirit of intercession is in you and comes up and out of you to pray. Effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that's going to avail much that. You hear it? We are not on defense, beloved. I know it feels that way most of the time. And I've demonstrated more than once with Psalm 91. With this pulpit. Psalm 91, the believer's protection, right? (laughs) But we're doing it from this. I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. He will surely deliver me from the snare of the fowler and deadly pestilence. A thousand may. Okay. The name of the Lord is my strong tower. That's in the spirit of fear. You hear it? But when you go boldly before the throne of grace and you stand and you declare Psalm 91, you're doing something in heavenly places that's going to invade your atmosphere. (laughs) That's the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There's a difference. I know. Ask me how I know. I don't tell you anything that I don't do or have overcome. I'm not a hypocrite. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Amen? We have the mind of Christ. <laughs> Proverbs 28.1 says this. Proverbs 28, one, I've been quoting this for a while. He says, the wicked flee when no one's pursuing them. But the righteous are bold as a lion. (laughs) Is this in the Bible? The wicked flee. They're running and there's nobody chasing them. Who are they running from? Right? 
but the righteous are bold as a lion. You need that. I need that. Boldness. Who gives me boldness? Spirit of intercession. (laughs) Spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost. Yes. Power, love, and a sound mind. Intercession. In and of itself is a gift from God. (laughs) So let's join the Lord in the spirit of prophecy and declare what heaven is saying. Intercession in and of itself is a gift from God. So let's join the Lord in the spirit of prophecy and declare what heaven is saying. Amen? Amen. So let's stand and pray and receive his encouragement and his word and direction today. Ask from him. And then we're going to go out and celebrate these beautiful baptisms. And rejoice with Asher and Josiah. And afterwards, if you need prayer, we'll be back in here to pray for you, okay? So, Father, I thank you. We thank you that when we just read your word, we, we know you. We, we, we see you. We can hear what you're saying. When we read your word, our hearts open and trust what you're saying. And your word doesn't return void. So, Lord, I ask that you'll continue to give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and eyes to see what you're doing. And a heart that understands you, God. And can manifest the word of the Lord in our watch, in our time. In everything we have set our hands to do that they would be blessed. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for making us bold (laughs) and strong. Thank you, Jesus. Yeshua, the one who reigns forever. Amen. 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 All right. God bless you. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.